welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we are awesome. Two weeks in to 2022. And not much has changed <laughs> at all. <laughs> What's up, Mills? I'm all right. I'm chilling. You know, COVID, all the other stuff, you know, finally got me, hit me down oh, with a steel oh, chair. Man. Oh, it is man. what it is. I mean, yes, I'm fully saying this. I try to keep it under wraps for very, very long. But nonetheless, I think for since probably like last week, Wednesday? Yeah, you yeah, know when you, COVID? when you get that call and it's like I got COVID, you, you're like your heart sinks, right? It's like, oh. um, well, no, all right. So here's the well, here's at least, the, for, here's at least the for your thing. friends, at least for me, at least for me. Oh no, no, did. no. So we had, I've had multiple, not like multiple. I don't say multiple like things, but I mean it's the Omicron variant is spreading so wildly at this point. Like sometimes when you're in contact with somebody and they're like, "Yo, I had this," and I was like, "Oh." fuck man like you know it's one of those situations like that actually happened recently like i, I will I'll, I'll save it for the patreon but that actually happened recently before this and then everyone tested negative and it was fine um i don't know how i got it to be honest with you i think it was because i have to go to work so much which i'm not happy about yeah. but um not sure definitely have had it since like at least last week wednesday so as soon as everything was going up it was going down for me um but i've been asymptomatic so i haven't really felt anything um no sickness no sneezing no coughing no all my taste is still there everything i'm just been isolating for the last week or so so um and then those new cdc measures yeah i'm not going with that listen you will not see me out until the (laughs) i don't like the idea that um after your fifth day then it's like, all right, if you have no symptoms, just go back outside, go back out into the world. I don't really like that. That seems dangerous. That seems like a dangerous precedent to set for a very viral virus. Um, contagious. You know, they, they're yeah. saying now, like, uh, they're saying now, and sorry if we're getting into the into the weeds with this, but they're saying like, you could be contagious before you even test positive. They said that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, so that's even the worst part, right? So like now they have this thing where it's like, okay, um, because they want everyone to go back to work. It's like, if you're in contact with someone, but you don't have symptoms yet, you have to wait five days until you get tested. But then it's like, but those five days, usually those two, three days beforehand are the most viral parts of this entire thing. Like you're going to spread it if you just are willy nilly and stuff like that. So I don't know, this new CDC shit, I'm not really feeling it, but I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to do what's best for my family. I'm going to do what's best for that and that's kind of how i'm uh, roll about this so until the time being i'm watching what i've been doing is yo my schedule has been crazy um my day is like treated like you ever see those tiktok memes where it's like those not tiktok memes but i guess that tiktok trend of like people getting up and going about random things on their day and recording them in like one second intervals yeah all right. Um, so that's kind of in my day. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I wake up, I stretch. I, I, Mills, you sound like you're like really having cabin fever right now. You have never talked this much in this fast. <laughs> oh, no. Because like, yeah, I haven't really talked to anybody, to be honest with you. Um, 
the le- the only person I've talked to besides this is for the lookout for Jeff, and I didn't even know how that was gonna go. Um, so yeah, I definitely I don't know. Stretch, wake up, watch everybody hates Chris, watch the news, um, scroll through my emails. See what's going on in wrestling. Maybe watch an old wrestling show. Watch some anime. Find something what I'm going to do later and just sit down the entire day. And for some reason, I've made a routine out of it for the entire day. So I'm going to be pretty pissed when I have to go back to work and ruin all this shit. But (laughs) what I say is everyone be safe. Everyone wear masks. Double mask up if you're in a place where it's like, yo, too many people. Like the New York subway or something along those lines. Um, Oh, yeah. Just protect yourself. I feel bad for the people who are not um, uh, asymptomatic because they're going through it now. But then I'm also like, yo, I don't know if I'm getting better or not. (laughs) I have no gauge on what if this is becoming better or not. I just have to sit here and I'm like, okay, well, thug it out for the next four days. So we'll see what happens. Um, So, yeah, that's my little spiel. That's my spiel. Right. You've been waiting for this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I want to um, I want to welcome a lot of new patrons to uh the show, and I want to do it right now. But because we got so many right at the new year, um, and we haven't got a chance to really. You Yo, know, last week's episode was a highly anticipated episode, though. Like people were yeah. waiting for us. I feel very happy. Like shout out to you guys for just being like, "Yo, this was what we were waiting for for so long," because. Just as long as you were waiting for it, I was waiting on getting that shit out. Like, (laughs) I couldn't wait. And thanks to everyone who joined just to be able to hear that. Thank you so much. Obviously, you're going to get these shows early if you pay for the $5 tier. $10 tier uh, will will get you um, a lot more than that, too. I I don't have it up yet. (laughs) Listen, if you're a patron, just know. It's rumble season, so you know we're doing our rumble pool, and yeah, we're gonna yeah. do the normal pool, but I'm not gonna. We're not gonna give the details right now, but we definitely listen. There's gonna there's be a, a Patreon, pool. There's going to be there's gonna be a Patreon tier to the Royal Rumble pool this year. So yes, so if, if you're a you patron, be, yeah, if you want to be a part of that and you want to see us eat uh, the one chip, do the one chip challenge oh, at a hundred patrons. Yo, that might <laughs> knock Omicron out my entire system if we get that, man. <laughs> But I want to shout out. I want to shout out um, some people uh, before we before we uh, start just just proper from January first all the way on. Anthony Cullen, James Carter Jr., Nick's Kicks, Brian Wilson, uh, Rich, Qu- uh, Quintarius Banks. What's up? And Marcus Johnson, Asai Hernandez, Thomas Formatic, CC. Of course, what's going on? CC uh, Asia Petty Petty Tree. What's going on? Uh, and 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 one more. We got a new Hall of Fame got a new hall of fame patron and they're actually on the show right now it's so funny we we had him booked already and he went ahead and said oh the only way i can be on the show is if i do this so he, he went ahead and got the hall of fame tier top he's the top tier the patrons right now we got an interview coming right after uh right after our, our break after our patreon break uh cornell cornell gunter former nxt uh producer video producer social social producer We'll be on the show talking about his experience at NXT. So that's our surprise for today. Listen, if you guys wanted to know what went down when Vince walked into the PC on that fateful day that changed everything, 
you're going to learn about it in this episode. I'm going to tell you that right now. So make sure you guys stay tuned because it is a great interview. It's a really great interview, like creatively how things, you know, work at NXT. So stay tuned, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anything else? Uh, anything else going on in your life? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing much in my life. It's, it's What's wedding going on time. In your life? Yeah. What's going on in your life? Come on, man. It's wedding time, bro. It's it's in overdrive. So that that's pretty much pretty much my stress. I, I I get out the hospital last week, and I go right back into more things that pain me. Except this time, it's not my my abdomen. It's my wallet. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're at <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's time. Is that the point of Is that the point of planning where you got to start paying for shit? And <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> listen, listen, man. Just sell a couple sneakers. You know, I think you'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Come on, nah. Come on, nah. Hey, Come hey. On. Come on, man. Are you are you wearing sneakers to your wedding? Let me ask you that. Um. Yes. Okay. I, are you aware that a lot of your other friends will probably also be wearing sneakers to your wedding? <laughs> yeah, I, I I encourage it. I think I want my wedding to be everyone who like who is, you know, to express themselves the way that they would, but only through sneakers. So like, you know, just just keep keep wear your heat. Like if you're coming, wear your heat. What are you, okay. What are you doing? All wear right. Listen. Yeah. It is some it's some planned some some planned things and it's going to be it's going to look great. Like I can't, I can't I honestly mean I can't wait for you to see it. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait for everybody to see it. So um we're planning all that right now. So Okay. That's my life. All right. You can't I'm wait also, to see the I'm, creative direction. I'm also like really into gunpla right now. And what if you that? don't know what that is, the gunpla is is Gundam plastic model kits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they had like an abbreviated term for that. <laughs> yes. So meals, it's actually your fault cuz you bought me my first, you know, you you helped me get my first gunpla and I put it together. And you know I have like a really like my fiance says I have a really addictive personality. Like I'll, yes. I'll just get caught up in. <laughs> you know this too? Yeah, yeah. No, do you think I don't? What? <laughs> Four years? Five years? How long have we been doing this podcast? <laughs> so like I'm, I'm like back into Gundam now. Like I was into Gundam obviously like back when I was like thirteen. You know what I mean? But now I'm back into this heavy. I got like I got I got one kit on the way. I just got a kit yesterday. I'm putting one kit together. I got like a little uh, whoa, a cut whoa, whoa. mat. It sounded like you said you got a kid on the way. Hold on. Wait a minute now. Yeah, well, they are my kids right now. Okay. Because, okay. you know, but, you know, I have so much stuff on the way. So like, if you're into model kits and stuff like that, holla at me, man. Let's let's start a, let's start a little discord or something. Let's start like a team, a squad of people that, that love doing model kits because I'm, I'm super into it now. I'm not going to be like painting this shit. I'm not good at that, but I'm really good at like. We'll get you there. They <laughs> making sure the nubs are, are cool and stuff like that. So like that's what I do to kind of calm down. If like if wrestling Twitter's pissing me off, I'm just gonna go build. I'm gonna go build. Yo. I can't wait to show you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I have I bought the little the holders where you can like the action bases where you can like put them in, in poses. So when I do that, I'm gonna do a photo shoot. Yo, Wordle, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Wordle. Wordle, man. Listen, so there's this daily i guess his daily puzzle every day wordle um five letters just guess them and stuff like that that's been the best part of my mornings it's like but the thing is you gotta wait to the next day that's who i don't that's so whack i'm ready to do like 10 of, i'm ready to knock out like 10 of them at once um 
couple days. I mean, I think probably before two days ago, two of them like whooped my ass. I was like, yo, I can't believe it. I feel Which like I had a brain for. Um, let me look this shit up. They don't even have like past ones. Which one was it? It was like a couple ones. I think one was like something with a C. It started with a C, like crack or crank or something. Oh, um, crank. It was crank. Fuck that up. I put, why did I put Frank, the last one, after I had already put C? Yes. I was like, yo, gotta be Frank. No, I was bugging out. I was like, yo. Um, Last two I've gotten, so I've been pretty happy about that. But yeah, that gives me a little bit of a, that's my rest of the day. My streak is at eight, so. Nah, I fucked up at least two of them. (laughs) But so if if, if you play Wordle. Uh, let us know your streak. How how far? How long is your streak going? Uh, it's 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 te- it's taking over the the web. Pretty soon, Wordle's going to be like the new Animal Crossing. Everyone's doing it. So, uh, I mean, it's here. It it it's definitely like one of those games that was like. Remember, uh, Words with Friends. Yes, that that craze. It's going to take over like that. I want to play Words with Friends again. I used Can to we bust, do that? I used to bust ass on Words with Friends. Let's play Words with Friends, bro. Let's do that, right. man. Can right. we air this somewhere? I, th- I think we could. I think that we could. W- what if we let, let a live let's post? Game? Can we do that? I don't know. Could we do that? If not, we post screenshots on Twitter. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Let's play a live game. Words. Okay. So uh, what I'm going to do? We're going to go to Patreon. When we come back, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Cornell. So uh, BRB. <laughs> what we're gonna get into now? Uh, we're gonna get into an interview with uh, Cornell Gunter. Um, he is such a such a great person. So. Um, we're going to, we're going to take you to that interview right now and we'll be right back after it's over. All right. All right. We said we had a big guest out of nowhere. You know, we start off 2022 with the hotness, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is his first interview. Um, obviously since, since he, uh, he moved on from NXT. He's a close friend of mine, super close friend of mine, uh, and, and meals as well. But you know, someone near and dear to my heart, but someone who's always showed me love, always been such a great guy, always been such a, really like a, a, you know, a good person to talk to just in general and has welcomed me into his family, so to speak. Uh, you know, Cornell Gunter, man. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Uh, I'm just chilling. Life is good. You know, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, I just want to say y'all been on an incredible run. Uh, I just want to say that some people don't like to give flowers until this late, but I want to give, give y'all y'all flowers yeah, now. Um, y'all been great. Uh, from the Drew to the Big E to the Mellow to the Bianca, man, y'all y'all been doing it. So hats off to y'all, and it's an honor to be here. And you one of them, baby. That's <laughs> 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 really what it is, man. <laughs> Come on, man, stop playing. Your family, I appre- we appreciate that entirely, though. But yeah, you're absolutely family to the show, and and everything that we run in, you're definitely a show family, RNC family, all this other stuff like that, man. But, um. We bring you on in the midst of, you know, considering, well, actually, let, let's talk about this, first of all. So you've moved on from working at the PC, working at NXT and that entire process. Um, it's been, how long has it been since, you, since you've since you kind of been gone, actually? Uh, truthfully, it's been 115 days, technically, because I had a 90-day period. Um, but outside of my 90-day period, it's been 168 days. Oh wow! Okay, to the team, to the number as well. <laughs> yeah, Wait, first of all, yeah. I was I was surprised when I heard that you had a ninety day contract, and maybe that's just my own ignorance in terms of how <laughs> contracts actually work in this thing, especially considering like you see like 
other wrestlers coming up. I got 30 days. <laughs> I got 60 days. <laughs> it was uh it was interesting because uh prior to all you know the whole departure stuff happened, uh, we were talking about uh certain things about me potentially moving out of uh and out of NXT um after everything that happened with my son. So uh the 90 day thing kind of surprised me I got a call from HR and they were just like, Hey, um, you know, da 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 stuff is happening and we're sorry. I'm like, hey, it's all good. Thank you guys so much for the run. Like I had a hell of a time. Um, and it was mm-hmm. like, and they was like, for the next ninety days, you know, we're gonna, you know, agree to blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, you know, all right, bet. Because, because you know, some people, you know, for me personally, you know, man, I'm I'm forever grateful for WWE. You know, for the past uh, two years specifically, definitely during the pandemic time, they still gave me an opportunity to provide for my family. Um, and also go to work and work with people that I love to work with and be around people that I love to be around and fulfill a dream that I want to do since I was five and four and six years old. Um, so the fact that they gave me that opportunity to do it, but also they gave me, they, you know, for 90 days, they still took care of me. I'm forever, forever grateful. So I was just as surprised and I'm just as thankful. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, this is this has been an entire whirlwind experience. You've since moved on. You're you're. you're I've seen you bought a lot of equipment. Are you streaming soon? Like, what are we doing? What's the what's the whole what's the jazz here? What are we doing? So right now, I, I got I got a lot of different things going on. Uh, first is first, as always, I'm I'm dad. Always, I get to be at home with my kids, and I get to get terrorized and beat up by them. Um, you know, I just got married. Uh, you know, in November on the 18th. Oh, the funniest nice. thing is that. Oh, oh, let me let's do that right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the craziest thing is that, you know, me and my wife, uh, we get married and then some stuff happens when we bring our marriage license back. So the funniest thing is that Florida wouldn't accept our marriage license type of stuff. So I just got remarried again today, technically. But but, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not I'm not going to get into it. Uh, but man, no, I, 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 I've been, I've been able to clear my mind and clear just a lot of things I need to clear. And I was able to invest into streaming. So, uh, I, I was, I was on Twitch here and there. Um, but I've been kind of, I've been doing some talking with 2k about a potential, uh, you know, community manager job here, doing stuff over there and, you know, a couple other places. So right now I'm kind of, I'm kind of still open to like, Hey, if you want me, come get me, but I am definitely having talked. So it's one of the things where it's interesting. I started streaming, uh, and it was fun. And then I realized I'm a dad with kids and it's like, Oh man, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, I, I definitely have the utmost respect for any Twitch streamer, YouTube people that do it because man, it's a grind that I have so much fun doing it. Cause there are times where I'll be in there by myself and I'm going to keep myself company. And there are times where people are in there, but I just have fun. Cause I get to just let loose and just play wrestling video games or whatever video games and just have a ball. Oh my god. The infamous 2K19 games is all I remember from you guys and you streaming <laughs> and all this shit like that. And who beat who and what time they beat who and how many times they did it and stuff like that. Like that's all I remember. I mean <laughs> I mean I, I mean so here's the thing, you know, J5, myself and Mark and you know a lot of other people, we, Larry, we, we, we like to have fun and we like to play. And I mean, granted, the person who wins the most is the person that's talking right now. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. I but I think it goes you, Mark, me, Cyrus, Larry. <laughs> 
the, the funniest part though is uh, so like J five and them. It's like we have our own fake wrestling type of thing mentally, right? My friends, <laughs> no, because like my friends Larry and them, they're so mad. So the last time we all played, I I quote unquote turned on the group and I joined J five and all them, and like no dude, like they they weren't talking to me for a little bit, and they were like posting like mad gifts and like they was like I don't want to play this goddamn game. And I was like, bro, it's just a game, guy. But I I guess it was like. I don't know. I guess like I, I will I, I, never I, forget. I'll <laughs> never forget when I came into to the voice chat and I said, "Well, well, well," and everybody started leaving. <laughs> I was like, "No!" So I, I, my friends, my friends kind of disowned me for a little bit, but we cool now. But no, we had some good times. And when two K twenty two comes back out, you know, when it comes out, sorry, oh, we're gonna have some more good times. I, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that like. You know, we can play amongst each other, and it's like it's it's a lot of different things for a lot of people who stream the game or you know they're content creators and all that. We're just guys who play the game and know how to play the game and love the hell out of the yeah. game. So yeah. it's just fun to be able to find people like that who aren't trying to play a game to sell it, if you know what I mean. But which yeah. is no, no no knock to them. Get your bag, get your bag. It reminds me of when I used to play with my homeboys back back home. Like we all be like cramped into one house, one room playing the game. That's that's why I love. That's why we love playing. Uh, we love playing with with Cornell and his crew, and then we got we got RNC crew over. Well, we all RNC, you know, absolutely, always all blood in, blood out. Exactly. So you know that it, that that's where that that comes from. So when twenty two comes out, best believe we're gonna be streaming, and it's gonna be some hurt feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think the number one thing for me, man, I'm just so excited to play uh, updated wrestling game, updated roster. Like twenty was great, but you know certain things my, my own liking I didn't like about it, so I didn't really play it as much. But I, I, I have full fledged confidence that twenty two would definitely be uh, an enormous step in the right direction. So I'm very excited to play it, and I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, for sure. So, getting back to NXT, there there was there's a huge change coming in NXT, right? And we're gonna get to that in a second, but. A lot of people said a lot of things about the state of where the brand was last summer and how people were leaving and stuff like that. Like, what did you feel like the temperature was like there when people started kind of saying, you know what, I'm not I'm not going to come back like Adam Cole not coming back and stuff like that. Were you shocked or was it like, you know, something that was like kind of telegraphed? So uh, I, I think I think so. Shocked, not fully shocked, uh, kind of like. Uh, I won't say surprised, but kind of just like okay, like like Adam like Adam leaving and going to AEW. Like I wasn't fully shocked just because of the certain things that I know that he loves to do. You know, we all know Adam Cole loves to stream. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like it's it's like, and he's openly publicly said it. So it's just kind of one of those things where certain guys aren't able to get their you know th- th- their own itch or their own certain like their own way in certain ways, which is not bad. You know, like if somebody wants to stream and that's and that's what they want to do and they want to be able to live their life that way, then they're fully entitled to it. But I I I, I, w- I was like I was kind of this like Kyle O'Reilly. I was like, oh dang, okay. Um, you know, Johnny Gargano, like, I, I think that, that was the one that shocked me. Now, I'm not saying Johnny's going to AEW or whatever, because, you know, I have no idea what Johnny's doing. But I think, you know, the temperature last last summer, you know, was definitely like these guys are lifers. Like, I I, didn't, I wasn't expecting to see them, like, leaving NXT ever type stuff, you know. Um, and then, you know, we we we, <laughs> we, we go into a, a, this meeting um, and it, I, I realized NXT was going to change <laughs> at that point in yeah. time. Yeah. And, and you know, the media were you know the infamous events meeting that you know people talk about here and there. Like I was actually in that meeting, sitting in that meeting, and I remember, I remember like we all got there early as heck, and you know, and Vince comes and he's with uh, Triple H, Nick Khan, Bruce, 
um, the whole, the whole, the whole team, and then the horsemen. Like, Jesus like, Christ, the, 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 the whole regime. And it was like uh, we we set up in the gym. We had cameras all set up because you know we were just he was taping his speech and all that stuff, and Vince was talking. And he also he talked about a lot of great things that for me, you know, as just a person, it makes sense. Right. Like he talked about certain things and how you wanted certain things to be, you know, like for producers. And he wanted to challenge producers and coaches to think of matches differently. He wanted to challenge NXT to be different. He wanted to change the structure of NXT. And he he said it then. And this was like, I, I forgot how long ago. He said he wanted to change the look, the feel of NXT. He wanted to feel like NCAA type stuff, you know. And I was like, I understand that, you know. And it, it just one of those things where now looking at it, if his vision was 2.0, then man, there's a reason why he he is who he is because yeah. 2.0 has been the breath of fresh air for the wrestling industry. Period, especially for WWE. You know, like they made stars out of Ron Ricker, uh, you know, Carmelo Hayes, and you know, Trick, and all these guys are and girls, of course, are you know superstars. And it's like, man, it's like it happened just like a snap of the finger. So what yeah. men saw was truthfully that then, now, and forever. And now he realized, okay, we got these stars, but it's time to start thinking about the future and. and Everything that he said in that meeting came to fruition. And we all left that meeting like being like, wow, okay, a change is coming. Now, granted, it was like, oh, oh you know. let's talk about let's talk about this. There you, you mentioned a meeting. Um, there was a meeting. There was a there was a, there was a report that came out last summer that Vince had come down to the PC. Oh, and yeah. everyone everyone makes jokes about this meeting. I know you were actually there. Yes. And uh and and you know what happened and mm-hmm. you said you you told me that absolutely happened. Some usually when when, when shit comes out on NXT through dirt sheets, Cornell is the first one that would be like, that's that's cat. <laughs> He'd be like, that that's not happening, bro. Like, nah. It, it just one of the things where even back in NXT where it, it was definitely like I, I kind of felt for you know the people in charge down there. Um, because at one point everything just started coming out. And I'm just like, all right, and a lot of some of it could have been true, and a lot of it was definitely false. But I was like, man, at what point in time does stuff say in-house, you know? So when the whole events meeting happened, yes, he did come down to the PC. Um, and he did talk to us about a good uh, maybe hour and a half, two hours. He did go over to the uh, other PC and do a tour and look at all the talent in there, and they were doing certain things over there. Um, and that did happen. Kevin Dunn came down as well. Uh, like I said, Bruce was there. So it, it did happen. And at that point in time, it wasn't like people were, like, scared. People were mm-hmm. excited, you know, because at that time, a lot of the new, new, new talent, like Melo and all them, were, like, fresh in about at, at a couple months. So this is the first time they probably was crossing paths with Vince in a way. So right. I, I, it, was, it was, like, the energy in the building was cool. Like, it, it, it wasn't like, oh, my God, the... Uh, oh my god, our parents are home going to sleep. Like, like, oh my god, I'm scared. And it was kind of it was exciting because the energy that Vince was bringing wasn't like, oh, I'm here to fire people. It's like I'm just here to see what's up. Like, you know, right. like, what's good? Like, what's happening down here? So, what so. exactly did he did he say? Like, when when everyone sat down in the meeting, was it was it sort of just like, you know, I'm seeing what's going on, and I want to make some wholesale changes because like the the meme is. Oh, when he came down, him and Nick Khan came down, and they and they told Triple H to get on his knees, and, and you know what I'm saying? Ah, man, oh, nah. it don't, all right, get it, all right, everybody man, get nah. it. When when, <laughs> when when Vince came down, dude, he he sat down, he he ex, he basically told people his history of wrestling and why he loved it and what made him get into it, and then mm-hmm. that segue into WWE as it is today and the stuff that he wants to see in the future, and it was something that you know he said that him and Hunter talked about it for X amount of time. You know, so it, it was definitely something like that. I don't think people, everybody's now talking, making these little jokes about Hunter. And I'm going to tell you right now, that man is one of the most genuine and brightest and this Ebby, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how many adjectives I can describe somebody in such a positive light. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that man is the, the, the I don't want to curse on your podcast, but he's the effing man. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, 
So I like that meeting was never in any type of disregard, disrespect to what, what Hunter has done, what Triple H has done um, at all. It was definitely something where it seemed like a unified decision when everybody's on the same page and everybody was understanding and everybody was going towards the same goal. Because um, I, I just I just remember, I, I wish I, you know what, J5, I promise you by the time I, but when this is over, by the time this goes out, I'm going to send you pictures of what I wrote down in my notebook. Right. Um, because it. Again, that meeting was something where he was challenging even people like myself who was producing and shooting content to shoot stuff differently and think outside the box and not and not try to do original, go back to basics on certain things like wrestling. Like 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 for instance, like something he did highlight was like how many times I receive, you know, people fighting outside the ring and then somebody gets helped on inside, like, oh oh here, grab me. Yeah, roll me inside the ring. No, he said he don't want to see that. Or you see somebody lining up for a side laying on a mat, somebody's on a turnbuckle and they're sliding over to get to their spot to like, but so you know, it, it that was the kind of stuff that he said he doesn't want to see anymore. Which, right. which I'm like, I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I, I mean, as a casual wrestling fan, I'm not. I'm not gonna say casual. Talking, but as as a wrestling fan, right? And the stuff that we talk about is like the small little things like that because now we're adults. We're not kids no more. So now right. we're adults. We see certain things. So I didn't see nothing wrong with that. I thought that was like, yeah. When he was talking about when people were getting dragged around the ring, he was like, why would I want to? He was like, if you're in a fight. I'm not gonna let you drag me around. I'm gonna push you off of me. It's like exactly. So, <laughs> so, but it, it, it's it's a simple thing that some people just because of you know a lot of these people that make these stuff up about him. I say like the internet people who never probably met him or anything like that. It's like man, y'all just gotta chill out, man. Because it's like it's just one of those things where people create their own narrative about people and then they spin it and then they stick with it like it's gold. And it's like no, nah, man, it's not like that. I I, I done met I met that man three times and every single time it was cool. Yeah. It, so, it, it, was, it was never no disrespect. It was never like on the boss. It was like, hey, how you doing? Like, right. it was all, and, you know, e- 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 even dating back to the stuff happening, you know, last April, you know, when I was going for X amount of time due to the tragedy, it was like Stephen Mann called me with, you know, Vince and Hunter in the back or whatever. And, and we talked and they were like, that's the thing. Like a lot of people, they have a, you know, they, they have their own narrative. They have their own vision about somebody because what happened with somebody else, which is unfortunate because it happened to somebody else. But Man, people people aren't always bad people, right? Yeah, uh, and I think just to you know, after that meeting happens, literally after this meeting happens, we start to see wholesale changes right. within WWE with people being released. I think that like the biggest thing, like they they completely you know so so to speak, you know, gutted NXT out to to make this happen, and a lot of people were upset about that. Um, a lot of people were included in that, like. What, like after that meeting, you know, what was kind of like the vibe like after all these releases? And, and I know, like, you know, if you want to talk about your release, you know, I, I don't know if you're comfortable about doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so outside of myself, I think I, I'm, I'll be honest. Like, yeah, the mood in there after you know the first batch of releases that happened when you know the first wave when Josiah was a part of all that stuff when COVID first hit. Everybody was definitely, you know, of course, you're kind of like, yo, what's going on? Like, what's, you know, you hear people snickering about this is and that, and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. And then, of course, you know, there was a level of uncertainty. I'm not going to sit up and act like there wasn't. Like, I was definitely checking my email, making sure I was still able to sign in. That's a little joke that me and Joseph always had. <laughs> um, but but it, it, it was definitely like the level of uncertainty. Um, but I think for me, like, you know, coming from where I came from, and the company that I was at, I, I definitely matured a lot to understand that when stuff happens, it's not personal. Like they're not attacking you. We're just business, bro. And I, I realized that's that's my own take, clearly. So I, after a while, of course, you know, when it's when they started happening like more and more, I mean we were sitting there um inside the inside the PC and then like when Samoa Joe and Alistair and all that, uh me and I looked at Josiah and I was like, Wait, excuse me. 
like holy crap because as a wrestling fan you know it's like yeah. so so of course it's uneasy you know that's anywhere if, if your job if your job is doing a layoff after layoff after layoff or stuff like, uh, like you know stuff happens of course you're going to be like holy crap what the hell is going on um but i just think i just think for me with my own situation like so i'll be honest like at the point in time where i got let go i think it was truthfully the right decision for them to do like budget cuts or whatever whatever however it was whatever i think it was the right thing to do and the reason being is just the fact that in the state that i was at i wasn't even like i came back to nxc but then i had left again because i need i, I wasn't ready um mm-hmm. and i i, I you know because you guys are like family so like the night before I'm pretty sure you guys remember this LA night in Cameron Grimes, the golf, the golf stuff, right? Yes. When yes. Grimes was the butler, right? So I was supposed to be part of the shoot to go do that. So that night, I'm getting myself ready, you know, whatever. And I'm sitting there on, I'm sitting there on Twitter and I'm scrolling and I see Mustafa Ali uh, post about his gender reveal, you know, and I, and, and, and for me, it's just like, I don't know what happened, but it was like, you know, in my, my own mental state, and I was only a couple months removed from what happened to my son. So it kind of took me, completely off track and off it and i just i text i text uh my leadership at that time and i was like hey i i, I can't I, I need some time i can't do this and i realized like me per, like me as a person I, I just wasn't ready to come back like my first day coming back to the pc i came back my wife and my son came to the show and it was mm-hmm. great but it was crazy because like leon ruff uh, was still there at the time and i love leon he's like basically like a godfather to my son he mm-hmm. wore he wore a shirt from my son's memorial to the show because i just told him that i was back because i didn't tell nobody i was coming back um at that time so uh he wore the shirt and i saw him i just cried immediately in front of everybody there on tv and at that moment of time truthfully i knew i wasn't fully ready to come back but mm-hmm. i was still trying to go because those are my peers and those are the people like at my son at my son's memorial the limit was 100 people i thought just my family and my friends a couple people would come and i was like all right whatever over over 70 people from the performance center showed up and had the whole back wall filled and it was over capacity but they let it go because of the funeral so i think it's one of those things for for me, I, I I saw the love that they was giving me, so I was like, man, I need to get back to work because I can do that. So I was trying to give it back, but in a sense, I just wasn't ready to go back. So when they called me and told me, I I, I told them like, hey, dude, I understand it, and I have no problem with it um, because at the time I, I looked at it as like, hey, it was a blessing in disguise. I needed it. I needed to have some more time to go take care of some more things on my own side of things, and they needed, you know, if if it was that or if it was, hey, we need somebody's position doing it. Hey, either way, I was happy with it. It was okay. Not happy, like I didn't care, but I, I'm I'm not sorry because I understand. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know, thank you for sharing that, by the way. But yeah. like, I, I I think that you know, come coming into it, a lot of people looked at that and they, and they looked at the change from NXT to 2.0, and they said they're fucking it up. They, they're taking what Hunter did and they're ruining it, and it's you know, it, and I. I even see like former people who worked at the company go on shows and they're like, how do you feel about 2.0? And it's like, oh, they made it into the main roster. And it's like, it's, it's a different, you know, and, and I remember we talked about it before, like the, the first night of 2.0, you were watching it with me and you were like, mm-hmm. you're gonna make these decisions that I, I know what they're going to do. I'm going to wait to see what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, for, and, and we were immediately like, I hit you up like, yo, I, like I was skeptical, but mm-hmm. there's there something going here. I, I mean, I think the, I think he, he, here's the thing that people don't understand, right? NXT Black and Gold or NXT previously has always been, you know, labeled as a third brand, right? 
in, mm-hmm. in our eyes and Hunter was trying to make it that way. Um, but there were just a lot of different things. Like, you know, there were times where like the producers or, or writers up there, they weren't, it, was, it didn't seem like they were connecting with the NXT people that were coming up. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of. So, I, I, I can see it. It felt like that in terms of why the change, because now it feels a little bit more streamlined. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like it, it, it feels it, like the, the, the journey, not to say that the, because you know, J5 and I were talking about this later in terms of differences between 1.0 and 2.0. I mean, a lot of it touted, like, by the time these wrestlers go up, they're going to know how to mm-hmm. act in the WWE ring. But now it seems like now these performers and wrestlers, they they have a a spot on the roster, and you can kind of see where they fit in within the context of what the main roster is doing, and they're on NXT as well. So it isn't this, like... You look at um, and, you know, not to say anything about anybody else, but like for instance, you look at Alistair Black, and you're like, okay, how do we make him fit in the context of the WWE main roster with all these larger than life stars that we have? Um, I think with 2.0, you're able to see that a lot clearer in terms of where they're going to fit with the model that they kind of have, and I think it's going to lend itself maybe to a little bit more opportunity or a little bit more cohesion with the you know direction of them on the main roster. I mean, I look at 2.0 and you can definitely see in like from the, you know, from the folks that I talked to, you know, that they're, they're immediately getting feedback or, or they're getting feedback. If it's not same night, they're getting feedback within the time frame of what they're doing from somebody up there that lets them know. So at that point in time, one, it, it, it can be scary because like, oh, they're watching, but it's also, it's also good because now you're getting a clear direction of what you're doing. Whereas, and it's like, oh, I'm going to, oh, well, I hope, I hope my pop is good enough here for X amount of takeovers. I do whatever. And when it's time to go up that they like me. And I, I'm not saying that they weren't watching as much as before, but I do know they're watching more now because the product now is definitely something that they have a vision of that can easy transition now. Like a lot, like NXT, people like, well, NXT has too many characters. Well, that's wrestling, bro. Mm-hmm. Like wrestling is you know, physical, but it's also the the charisma, the personality, the stuff. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, when 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 he be, when he had them knee braces on, he wasn't out here doing Canadian destroyers and all that. No disrespect to anybody doing them, but I'm just. It was more so about the personality and the and the character that Stone Cold has always been. That made you say, "I love that guy," because he said, "F my boss and F today." Oh, I feel the same way. So it's just one of those things where I think that people, you know, right now the internet it's so much easier to complain about everything. It's so much easier. Because like yeah. all, all they do is complain. It's like, oh man, like oh man, this this guy took a pen. All oh, they're burying him. Oh man, this guy debuted. All oh, they're gonna ruin him. So it's just nowadays. I think for the first time in a long time, WWE has a product where it doesn't feel as predictable, which is super no, and also feels fresh. Like we got new stars. Like like I said, Carmelo. Braun Breaker, you know, even like Cora J. Cora J, I remember she she posted stuff about a couple of years ago how she was in a crowd doing something or whatever, right? So it's like it's just they make they're making new stars, they're making new stars like before our eyes. So embrace it instead of getting mad and saying because people number one thing is that we see the same thing over and over. So I'm like, don't don't do that. Let's just embrace what's happening. If you don't like it, turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me ask you quickly about like your role in terms of the pc and nxt and all this stuff like that because i think when we i think when everyone looks at kind of nxt and what they have to offer they look a lot at the wrestlers but they don't see kind of how your role maybe adds to the development of a lot of these characters and stuff could you maybe talk a little bit about what you've done sorry to sound like so much of like this literally sounds like a job interview thing but <laughs> i will actually i'm very interested because i remember all those things like for instance the tomaso champa like 
you know, multi-part series mm-hmm. on his return and his neck. And I remember just DMing you before, and I was like, yo, this is like fantastic shit. Like it's 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 humanizing these characters in a way that you've never really seen before. It, it, it was definitely something. So I was on a team called the Content Innovation Team for inside the Content Innovation Lab, which is something that uh, they put in there. Hunter and all of them have. Basically, we had a this nice, humongous side space. They had offices inside of there, and inside of our actually our room was a ring that was surrounded by a green screen and all that stuff. So if you wanted people to wrestle on the moon, you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. but, but like so, like we but we did like uh, a lot of. Uh, like ID shoots and all that stuff, like takeover to stuff for USA inside of our ring room or when like, but whatever the stuff that I was cool, doing. Cool question. Did Edge and Randy Orton find your office at any point? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 They found a lot of stuff found my office that, uh, uh, Scarlet singing the intro for road dog on the phone for that, uh, for their, for their theme. Uh, that, that was in my office. I remember road dog came and I just like dipped out. Um, but basically, I was I was a uh, production assistant, um, and then basically what I was doing was I was helping. We were filming vignettes. We were filming, um, you know, Taker versus uh, AJ Styles uh, match. Uh, we also filmed the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano cinematic match. We also filmed the Velveteen Dream and uh, Adam Cole. Uh, a cinematic match we did are those in very intensive compared to like a lot of other things that you've done because it seems so uh it's so the most intense one i would probably say might have been this to take your one and on it and it wasn't like it wasn't like anybody was tripping hunter was freaking awesome dude like it, like nobody was out there tripping it was just the fact that for me, within myself, it's like you know, it's like fifteen of us on on foot with cameras, or like ten or however it was. Well, it was a lot of us on camera, on foot with a camera. And I had the one shot where Taker is like looking back at the house, and it's like whatever's going off, and Carl Anderson and whatever coming out. And I had other shots, but it's more so about pressure on myself because it's like, man, I just, I don't want to be the guy that they loaded my memory card and everything's like go to shit. So oh, uh, shit. Just saying, yeah, but, but but you know, so but it was just it was that. I, I mean, again, I, I I'm not on here to what the internet says kiss boost for hunter but the space that he made for us to work to do these things it was a reason why i love working for him you know mm-hmm. it was just, it was fun man it was fun and I, I think for me it was the kid inside of me was like dang man if this undertaker's last match bro i'm part of the crew that's doing this oh my god or mm-hmm. if like the gargano on a, on a chopper i remember um so as, as they were editing that uh i ended up uh going to my former leadership james long's house and he had he had up on the screen because JB put like all the different camera angles, and it was like, "Hey, hey, Corny G, uh, great job!" So it was like it was a lot of different things for me that I just felt accomplished. So anyway, so we were doing a lot of cinematic matches at that time. Um, also, stuff like Ember's Law, um, uh, Rough Beginners for Leon Ruff, a lot of the short or long stuff for the WWE PC YouTube. That was myself, James Long, Josiah Williams. Uh, uh andrew carr uh jen carlo has definitely put some stuff out on there so we were doing a lot of the real life uh stuff and i'm gonna tell you right now that wasn't as easy as people might think it is because when we came into nxt at that time like when i got there 
Tommy, um, Alistair was still there, uh, Ricochet and all of them were still there. Uh, and they were, they were getting ready to transition out within a couple months. Um, but at that time, everything was like, I got my character. No, like, what are you doing? Like, no, mm-hmm. no I'm not breaking this for nothing. Um, so when we got guys that peered back that layer, it was pretty cool. And at first, even, even you know, the writers and people inside of the PC were kind of like, hey, what's going on? But Coach Bloom was amazing. He kind of helped break down that wall and, and you know, what we did as a group, we built up equity. Like people saw what we were doing, Hunter saw what we was doing. He was like, okay, this is cool. And then we would go to the writers like, hey, okay, so what can we cover? Or we would go to the, the, the coaches or the producers like, hey, so what can we do and what can't we do that make you feel comfortable? But then after a while, it came from a, this little team just on the side to becoming like we went from a one percent to like a big, big to now what you see every every single week on NXT TV. So those mm-hmm. guys, those guys from all the vignettes, those guys like we were doing all that. We were doing TV shoots, sun up, sun down. We would like day day after day after day editing it. Like it's 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 a lot it's a lot of different things that goes on on that team and a lot of stuff that goes on and on that side of the building that people just don't understand. And it's okay because you know for us our job our job was to make the superstars look like superstars. Right. Yeah. So and that's something that we took pride in. And and I, I know those guys, those guys still take pride into that because it, it's it's a hell of a work and it's a lot and it's and it's very tiring. <laughs> I can tell you yeah. that right no. now. Listen, long nights, like <clears throat> I remember when COVID hit and it was announced that um you guys are gonna do mania. Mm-hmm. And we're playing Warzone because it had just came out. Like Warzone had literally just hit in, in quarantine. And you had got on you had got on group chat and you were like, bro, I'm fucking tired. He was like, listen. <laughs> listen. He was like, I'm tired. I've been up all day. I was like, Cornell, why you want the game? He's like, I just need something to do right now because <laughs> you were filming. Yeah, you couldn't tell us at the time, but like you were, you were filming the Undertaker thing. So like, what was it kind of like when it was like, all right, we're still gonna do this, but we're gonna do it this way? Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. For me, I was I looked at it as a I was blessed, man. It was an opportunity for something for me to do that I was like it, I, it was like it was like the oh I was like hell yeah I'm down and I the Taker stuff dog we left we got to that side at like eleven o'clock I didn't get home to my wife. Uh, to probably like six thirty seven a.m. in the morning. So Damn. we worked we worked a full shift, but man, I had so much goddamn fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it was fun, and I think it was just one of the things for me. It was like this to be a part of that, you know, being a part of it and having having your hands involved in it. I I it was WrestleMania, so I didn't care because at that time we didn't know what we were doing. Like we didn't know if we were gonna have any involvement in it. You know, it was kind of like oh we'll let you know. And they were like hey, um, we filmed the Gargano stuff, and then like hey, we got Taker. And I said, and AJ, yeah, oh, let's let's go! Like I oh, was, I, I, I was, I was, re- I was ready and willing and, and able. <laughs> like I was, I was just down for it because again, it's it's just dream. Like I just feel like the passion for me, and you know, anybody who's ever encountered me and knowing about the stuff that I was working on, they know I was beyond passionate about it and beyond passionate just to be a part of this NXT in general. So when I had the opportunity again to work on something with the Undertaker, now. For me, I mean, I don't know about anybody else. For me, just as uh, the wrestler, the Undertaker, the the persona, the the man, myth, the legend, uh, mm-hmm. I was beyond happy. And of course, AJ Styles, clearly, right. So, man, I, I'm just it, it, it was something for me. It was a no brainer. And my, my wife, had, my wife, you know, she just started watching wrestling when when she came into my life. So it was kind of like I, <laughs> I I guess. So I remember, dog. I remember um, when it when it came out and it aired. We were all, I put all the, all of us, let's get in the bed. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. <laughs> but for me, it was something cool because then, you know, my son Malachi, now he, he, he's 11 now, but back then he was just turning nine. Well, about to turn nine. So he was just like, 
what's going on? And then from that day, now he's one of the biggest wrestling fans ever. He he thinks he's a wrestling encyclopedia. So for me, it was like that just to show you how much it was a proud moment in our house, mm-hmm. in our household, because man, I was just so happy. It was just something for me. It was just something for me to feel like it's an accomplishment because that's just that's just something I'm like, man, I, I will never forget it. So when we when we, they asked, I said, hell yes. I'm not saying no to this. Absolutely. Nah, I would definitely never say that I would do that shit. <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's go. Like, for instance, like, for because in, it's like a real movie cinematic ass thing. Like, if there were credits in that, you'd be right up in there. Like, yo, I did film this, did it, uh, director, all this other stuff. Like, that was some really amazing stuff, man. And I, you know, I look at all the stuff that on the WWPC page and all the stuff that that turned out and all the stuff that ended up on TV and just mm-hmm. like, wow, these guys yeah. are really, it, it, it takes a lot to take the wrestling part out of it because wrestling fans are so fixated at sometimes on the wrestlers and but at you know in terms of the wrestling aspect oh this guy can have four star matches oh this guy can have five star matches but to peel back that layer and really humanize things but and also um be a part of something so innovative because you know it's not necessarily i mean the cinematic thing has kind of been you know it's been done previously but never to this grand scale and never at a wrestlemania so being part of something so innovative and so cool and humanizing and all this other stuff like that like you you guys lived up to the term of innovative in what the hell you guys did, man. That shit wasn't fantastic, bro. That's some goat shit. See, but, shit. See, but see, but hearing that for me is kind of like dang, because like you know, it was only like three or three or four of us. Most of the time, it was three of us, right? So it was, mm-hmm. man, like we'd be looking at each other like dog, and I'd be like, I know, I know. <laughs> but it was something because, man, it's like. We we were we were producing so much content on that YouTube page. We were doing so much, and then we were just man, we were just like a machine. And it was just for me, it was just like, holy hell! Like, all right. But then after a while, when you start to sit back and start to watch the results on the stuff that you had, uh, you took part in, it's kind of take shape. It's like, damn, I love this place. I I, I think the, for me, the highlight of the night at the freaking Undertaker thing was freaking two things one so at the beginning of the match you see the hearse pull into the thing and it's aj get out the hearse ha 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 i was like <laughs> i was like hey hunter can i drive the hearse he was like hell no you're not driving that shit not the, the way he said it though because it was like who's gonna drive the hearse i was like my big ass was like i'll do it i'll do it bro. he was like he was like no you're not driving that shit and it was like but it just a sense of human is how how he said it was just like that kind of environment but then also crazy part was when taker hits the window and he broke his arm like he broke his uh not i'm not gonna say broke it but he started he busted open his forearm like really really bad um i i thought i was like dang well they're rest of they're doing shit in dirt i'm like this is gonna be over with man taker like pulled uh he had he had his gear on he pulled it down he had shorts underneath but he pulled his gear down in his shorts and, and had like his knee stuff on he was sitting in the chair like all right, AJ, you give me five minutes. We're going to go straight through. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> like, his forearm was leaking, so they're cleaning it. That the, uh, the medical crew, like, they're taking care of it. And he's like, oh, you know, he's like, he's airing out. He's good. And, bro, when that man got ready and we started shooting again, that man was incredible. It was like boom, 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 boom. I was like, gee, I'm like, he ain't going to take no break. Oh, let's go. Let's go. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm with it. So, man, it was uh, it just crazy to see Undertaker with, like, his pants around his knees. Again, he had shorts on, not, nothing crazy. Um, but Because, you know, some people will take stuff and be like, Undertaker? No, bro. He had, he had shorts on, but he has, like, his knee braces stuff on. Just see him sitting there chilling. Well, blood leaking out of his arm and him cleaning up. He just, he's looking like a G. I was like, nah, this is fire, dog. Like, it was, it was crazy. You know, it was also like six o'clock in the morning, so it was cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was, God. He was, like, 
<laughs> he's probably tired. I need to go to see. So one more thing I do want to ask, and I, I see, you know, we talk about this all the time, and um, I try and speak through you as a vessel in the show in terms of just how you get frustrated at this. Like, working in a place where, you know, there's stuff that gets out, dirt cheat stuff, internet stuff, stuff that comes out, you're always fact-checking people about certain things when it right. comes to what writers put out about it and what and, and what they put out about essentially your friends. You know, like, yeah. these are people that you know. Like, what what do you feel about, like, just the, the state of, like, wrestling journalism being on the other side of the shit now? Uh, so I, I get that, you know, some people are just doing what they're, like, you know, they hear stuff and they got to do, do stuff. And, you know, I get it. I, I, I get it. I just think for me, it's like people can say what they want. That's fine. But just, you know, for every acting is a reacting. So for everything you write there, it's going to be a response. So for me, it's like some stuff, I don't even say nothing about it because, like, all right, whatever. But there's certain things that are, like, blatant, like, it's like, come on, bro. No, that's not right. Because I just feel like if you're gonna create this narrative on somebody, then come on, man. Like, like you gotta you gotta at least do the fact check. Now I'm not saying the journalism people don't do the fact check. I'm just saying for the stuff that I do reply to it, it's not it's not it's not accurate. And mm-hmm. and, and now now I, I, I'm not I don't like to show up to people's job and say you're bad at your job while you're working. Um, but if you if you have a job, then understand that that's your job. Right. If people are looking for you for a source or if they're looking at your word as gospel or, or whatever you're writing as a Bible, then that's something that, that you got to understand that. So it's like you, you have a responsibility that you're putting on yourself to be a factual person. Um, so there's just certain things like it's like, nah, man, like that's just not cool. Like, And, and I, I remember what was it? There was something there was something about uh, it was something about Hunter that was said. That basically, like, he was like, he blew a lid about something by AEW or whatever. Something. It was something, oh, yeah, something the about ratings or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, in I, on TV days, uh, I, I can tell you firsthand that, like, Hunter, Hunter's probably the most busiest man to even be worrying about ratings or blowing a lid about something. Uh, but it would, it's just certain things that I, I've seen. I'm like, come on, man, that's not factual. I just feel like, Again, if if you are putting responsibility on yourself to be somebody whose word is gospel, then then be that, you know. But understand that, like, I get that some people like to do clicks and all that stuff, and I get it. But just remember, like, like if you're gonna put out a, a false narrative on somebody, just remember the reputation that you're building for that person. It might not be accurate. So, right, right. Look, I, I got one question, one more question, and then we can wrap this up. Um, what's something that you've been a part of that you wish came out? But never saw the light of day. Oh my god! <laughs> so, man, I I was gonna start doing a Dakota Kai uh, documentary leading up to her match with Raquel, mm-hmm. but then I, I ended up being away, and um, I was going to do oh. Uh, so fun fact: so year like two like. Maybe like in my first year, Swerve, uh, Scott, Montez, Angela Dawkins, and Bianca. You know, now Bianca not so much, but definitely like Docs and Tez. We were talking about doing like uh, a, a group, and I remember like Doc showed up to the shoot. We were inside a warehouse. We had like this brick wall thing, and we were gonna do something where like they turn heel and work out with basically like a, a stable with like the the profits and Swerve. Oh, wow. and yeah, so uh, we never got to that. We I also did this split personality thing with Swerve, where James Long, uh, my former boss, helped me uh, like basically like map out Swerve and have him a different side to the ring, like he was talking to himself. Uh, and it was a lot of there was like a lot of different things. What, what else, man? Just dude, there's so many different things that literally 
Uh, there's so many different things uh, that ended up not. But I would definitely say my number one thing will probably be, I know, I don't know if it's going to come out now, but I do know, like, Malcolm Bivens, man, we were trying to get him a show. <laughs> we were trying to get him a show, dude. Uh, he deserves real, a fucking real. show. <laughs> we were trying to get him a show, dude. Like, we tried so hard. And I hope I hope it comes to fruition. I don't know if it will or not. Um, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying that, but it was definitely something like if 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 y'all weren't gonna give him a show, please get that man a show because he he deserves like a night show, and that was definitely something we were kind of aiming towards to get. Mm. Um, so I'm t- dang, I'm t- he, I, he I, ducked I, me. Marco, he ducked me when I went to NXT uh, <laughs> ago, uh, the USA premiere, and he ducked me. Man, I, I mem- man, I remember, I remember going out there for the USA premiere, freaking. Full cell, it's jam packed. I look to my left, J Five over there is jigging. I'm like, oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? But nah, I, 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 again, I look at that as like good times, right? And I think that that's the thing. Like, you know, granted, everybody's not in the same situation in their life to look at a situation and say, okay, I understand. Because you know, personal, like, I, like for the wrestlers that might feel some type of way about them being like, right in the seat, I understand you. Like, you put your body on the line. You know what I'm saying? You did a lot of stuff. You know, I understand it too. So I just think that it's just like, I just, man, it was good times for me. And I don't want people yeah. to think I'm bootlicking, but bro, like, I think. No, you, you're not. Listen, man, you work there. Ain't no, ain't no fucking way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you work there. If, if you <laughs> well, had a good experience. Ain't no way, boy. <laughs> well, yeah. well, for me, well, for me, it's just like nobody has lived or walked the mile of the shoe. Uh, I hope not within the last year that I've had. So for me, it's just one of the things for people to understand. It's like, Work is work. Fuck work, right? Excuse, I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but work. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of the things where it's like, I, I look at NXT and I see people. Like you know, I see mm. wrestling. I see I see wrestling second. I see people. So I, I see people like Dakota Kai. I see I, I, I see people. You know. So for me, I'm forever grateful that I got to encounter like people, like and I got to be around those people because those people definitely uh, again were with me at my lowest point. Like, right. for, like, <clears throat> I know you still want to wrap this up, but I have to do this because, like, when I first came back uh, to the PC, uh, Hunter was talking to Road Dog and whatever, and we were walking, and he was like walking, and he stopped and was like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a minute?" Now he he usually only has that type of temperament tip- tip- with talent because, like, hey, you want to talk to some shit? But he talked. He pulled me all the way to the side, and we talked like fifteen minutes of him just saying, "Like, how you doing? Are you all right? I'm so happy to have you back." And you know, a cuss of those kind of things. But the fact that that man, again, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm in awe, but the fact that somebody, I was already going at that time for two and a half months, but the fact that he saw me was like, hey, let me holler at you. Good. Like, he he, he could have been all extra in front of people. Like, hey, Quinn, are you okay? No, he wanted to pull me to the side. So um, I just want to say thank you to that man because, again, it's a lot of things that people don't understand uh, that people can do for you or make you feel, um, that make you feel a certain type of way about the experience that you had. And, you right. know, how NXT made me feel was loved, and that's why it's always loved. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, I just want to say that before I uh, before we ended this because I do owe that man a thank you. Oh well, well, we want to thank you, Cornell, for giving you know kind of like your first first time you ever spoke on your experience at NXT, and and you know it, it's so much we we can't possibly put all of this into one show, but um, I just want to thank you for 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 being able to come on, man. 
Well, no, I appreciate y'all. And please know this is my first and last. <laughs> uh, no, be, no, because here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I can only take, I, I want to take my experience and talk to people that I can trust that I know aren't going to sit up here and misconstrue what I'm saying or make it feel like it was more than what it was or less than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. I'm good. Like for me, this is like the last little, the open the gate, you let it all out. I mean, all I got is like happiness and, and roses and flowers and butterflies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? So. No, I, you got I, the bag, I, got the bag, sir. Hey, <laughs> Listen, but man. I, but again, I'm thankful for y'all to let me be on here. And you know, within the next couple weeks, I can assure you, uh, either I will be, uh, I, I will be employed at somebody's uh, location. Uh, I, I, got, I, I, but I do got a feeling that it it'll hit different if you catch my drift. Okay. <laughs> Not up. Okay, well, that Cornell, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we, when we get back to the A show, we'll be talking more trash <laughs> about this week and rest. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, damn, that was good. That was great. We talked to Cornell this week, but um, I'm very happy with this interview, man. Like, just hearing everything that he kind of went through and hearing that kind of experience, like, that's a these are we talk a lot to the wrestlers and stuff like that but this is an experience that you don't really get to hear from the mind of the creative in terms of how we're propelling and how we advance these wrestlers careers and how creatively we think of stuff to you know um how to incorporate them into the roster and stuff like that and then also all the other news that we heard which was fantastic i mean swerve with the street profits all this other stuff like that so you know tap in Let's tell your friends to subscribe to the A Show on RNC Radio. Uh, before we go to break, a lot of happenings around the sphere. Of course, Jay Cargill winning the TBS title. We'll talk about that in the Patreon a little bit. But we also got uh, Braun Breaker winning the NXT title. Before before break, how'd you, how'd you feel about that? Whew, um, I'm fine with it. It feels right. Yeah. It feels like the next step. In the, and it, this feels like I was glad he didn't win it the first time. Not to say that he wasn't ready or any more ready than he is now. But you don't want to give it up so easy. Right. He worked for it. They doubled down. They pushed him forward. And him winning the, the, the NXT championship, it's a good look. It's a really good look. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was really good. I think Champa. I I, honest, I I honestly wasn't really even paying attention to the match until like the last like final seconds. I was like, "Is he winning this?" <laughs> yeah, it, it was. They champ was really good. Let's let, let me just say, he's good, and you know, his beliefs notwithstanding, that guy's a, he, he's a, he's a beast in the ring, and he's made Braun look good several times. And um, I thought that he kind of gave you that thought because at, at one point I was like, "Yo, he he took the widow's bell, he took the little the little rope thing to his nuts." I was like, "Oh, it's over," and he he kicks out, and I was like, "That was a believable near fall." And it was also you know him doing his his, his dad's finisher, then his uncle's finisher to finish it. I thought it was great. I, I feel like WWE's kind of they're kind they're kind of playing they're kind of playing the Scott right now. They're trying to get Scott on board. I think with the stuff they're doing with Braun, I really think that Scott Steiner sooner than later will more than likely step foot in a WWE ring if you if if you can believe that or not because they're really trying to kind of get on his good side with uh with Braun. Yeah, no. I I I agree. This is I think it's a, you know, 
it's a good look. And and I think even for Ciampa in terms of where he's going to land after this, he had that dark match on SmackDown. He's been, I think he had a match on main event. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. These were the same things that happened to many other people on the roster and, you know, they've ended up released. But I think um, we'll see where it goes. I don't really, if, if that was the last time we saw Ciampa on NXT TV, I'm perfectly fine with that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's time. He's, he's got to go. Do something it's else, brother. It's more than time. It's more than time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, some news slid across my table, right? Okay. I know, I know um, what you're talking about, too. All right. <laughs> it's, it's slid across <laughs> my table. Um, Mark Henry says <laughs> AEW is releasing a hip hop compilation for Black History One. <clears throat> <laughs> nah. All right, man. Listen, listen. We are not crazy <laughs> for pointing this type of shit out, right? Big Sw- everything Big Swole has said is happening. Disingenuous support of minorities. Uh trying to overcompensate and cover with 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 empty actions. You know, come on. This is well, it right here. Compilation this- where, bro? Like what? Who's going to be on it? AEW isn't even known for hip-hop. No. Listen, the only... Come on. The acclaimed? Come on, bro. Who's clearing this? <laughs> Who's clearing this, these, these songs and these, this music? Listen, they've already been some issues with the rappers clearing... <laughs> yes. ...related music this week. So um, I'm interested to see if the... Listen... I'm just going to say, listen, I don't want to hear they hear this thing and West Side Gun is like, yo, why wasn't I on this shit? Oh, Lord. <laughs> listen, well, one thing is Black Music Month is in June. Yes. So if you really want to do something for Black History Month, uh, you could do maybe video series because maybe that'll, that won't look or sound as rushed as what you're trying to do right now. They got uh, no damn footage. <laughs> <laughs> they got footage they got no damn well, how, footage how about they fucking go to jay cargo's house meet her daughter figure out what she does in her free time she's the new fucking tbs champion let's do that i'm done with that how about well, you fucking that, yeah it's like who gives a fuck about the acclaimed not my black and, ass and i guess leo rush yes i guess leo rush would be like yes i'm and i'm also eping this i'm so that's I'm all sure that's an auto skip. If I see any any type of Leo anything, that's auto skip. I don't want to hear that shit. That ain't G. That's not G shit. I'm not listening to that shit, man. It's not P. It's not P at all. <laughs> that is not P. Listen to uh, listen to Rush music. Leo Rush. <laughs> like, that's not P. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Oh my god! I was trying to figure out how I was going to incorporate that. <laughs> also, Bret Hart got an NFT. Don't follow Nas, Ooh. man. <laughs> oh my god! That's Biggest grift in the game. I didn't buy no fucking Bret Hart NFT. Fuck out of here, man. Anyway, we're gonna go to break real quick, and after we get back, we're gonna talk about how WWE uh, might be the kings of pivoting. Because last week was pivot season in terms of how their main shows went. So we're going to talk about that when we get back from break. That falls on you. 
I don't have a clue who you are until I met you at day one. So now it's your fault that you didn't climb the ladder of success and enter into the same arenas I did. I must apologize, Bobby, because if we had met, I would have already beaten you and we wouldn't be here right now. With all due respect. At the Royal Rumble when I beat you for that title, and then you start your tour as a stand-up comedian, you know, me and um, MVP here, we'll be sitting front row because as a comedian, Brock, you are money. I'm funny and I'm money. Hey, Paulie! Yes, sir. Knock, knock. Brock Lesnar does a knock-knock joke in Philadelphia. I thought I saw it all. Okay, Brock, who's there? Bobby. Bobby who? Exactly. Dog. <laughs> Bro. Yikes. Banged on him. Yikes. Banged on him. Listen, man. I got only got one thing to play for that. This is this will happen. This will happen to Bobby Lashley, bro. Fuck Jay-Z. What's up, niggas? Hey, yo, yo, I know stop, you. Stop, stop. Because every time that song. <laughs> every time that song plays, I ha- I remember a line from that. And it's the funniest shit for like the next like 36 hours. <laughs> because it is so flagrant. It does not age well if you want to go back and listen oh, to yeah. it. Oh, you know, I know what line you're talking about too. <laughs> There's like seven of them that don't age well. Um, but there's so much funniness. You, This was definitely one of, either is definitely one of those songs where I guess you had to be there because other than that, it looks wild. Oh, yeah. In 2022, it looks wild that Nas is even speaking like that. Yeah, it, it, it has aged terribly. I, I even think that, like, if you were to play that today, you'd be like, "Y'all was going up for this," and you'd be like, "Yeah." But it's you like, had to be there. You had to be there. It was. It was in the moment. Like, I. Th- I mean, everyone was saying the lines, but like, we're not gonna. We're not gonna say that. Uh, Brock ain't have to do that to that boy. He's having a great time. I mean, it seems like he's having a great time with everything that he's been doing. Oh, it was he's he's fantastic right now. I can't see how you would you could be mad at him having the title with as much fun as he's having right now with it. I think he's great. I, mean, I never I didn't know he had the range. I feel like I did. Cause like it's not that he wasn't funny before, because in another segment that probably doesn't age well, do you remember Mariachi Brock? Yeah, he brought out before Eddie Guerrero, before Eddie faced Eddie Guerrero at No Way at 2004. He brought out an entire mariachi brand, and that was one of the best things I've ever seen. Still to this day, oh my god, we got to do that for like watch along or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> racist, <laughs> incredibly racist. But I mean, I don't know if incredibly, like, you know, it's, it's almost incredibly. It, it was it was a tinge racist. It was a tinge. It was like, all right, stay in your lane, buddy teaspoon of races um but he didn't write that so it's not like any but yes brock hilarious 
Um, listen, he had a big week. Not only did he show up on Raw, but he showed up on SmackDown. He's showing up a lot. So that's how you know the bag is different. He got some uh he got some a top dollar uh all that Jonah Rock money, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jonah- I watch I, I watch Hard to Kill. Didn't even say this. I could have did my own Patreon spiel on that, but I did watch Hard to Kill. Um wasn't bad, wasn't great, but wasn't bad. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah, we'll get well, into we'll get into I'm sure we'll there's a topic on SmackDown that we'll get into that might overlap with Hard to Kill with someone okay. appearing if you might you know if you catch my drift. Yeah, well, let's get into SmackDown. Big thing in SmackDown, Brock showing up, meeting Roman Reigns face to face. Roman fresh off of protocols face to face. Uh, more Paul Heyman stuff here. They are they are bleeding the stone with this Paul Heyman stuff to see where he's going to end up at. Don't you think? Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, yo, it's an issue on SmackDown, but doesn't seem to be an issue on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> That's the inconsistency of the writing. I was like, I expected like a little fallout, a little awkwardness, a little something along those lines, maybe a little miscommunication, something rather. Seems to be a blue brand exclusive storyline. And I'm not even sure how many more times Brock Lesnar will um, engage with Roman Reigns from here on moving forward because they both seem to have a direction moving into the Royal Rumble that requires more time. But, um,. Yeah. I love that opening segment. I love him going up against Roman Reigns. I'm interested to see where this goes. Maybe Paul Heyman will show up on SmackDown this week. Who knows? They got him working. It's it's Mania season, so everybody got to get to work. <laughs> and it started early. Mania season literally started on the first day of the year this year, which is insane. But I'm glad. I'm glad. It needs to start earlier, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, that's where it is. Like, um, I like the segment. I I I liked Paul Heyman's, you know, said I loved you, and then Brock being like, "Whoa, nigga, chill." Like, Yo, <laughs> I'm about to say some other shit. <laughs> Yo, chill with that, um, you know? Yeah, chill, um, man. Get off his dick. Um, Charlotte versus Naomi happened. Highlight of SmackDown for me. Highlight. Yeah, of it was good. I think- Charlotte, Paul Charlotte, Charlotte has had to pivot more than most on this yes. show. Yes. Now she doesn't even have. Now she doesn't even have Sasha Banks. So Charlotte is on an island of her of her own. Listen, if this gives an opportunity to Naomi, I'm all for this because, to be honest with you, I want to give this. This might be a little hot take. This might be. This is like one of the best Naomi matches that I've ever seen ever in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, I you know what I'm saying. Like, she's had moments. She's been a consistent character in our lives for the last number of years. Um, but there aren't many, I guess, Naomi matches that I can like call off the top of my head and be like, yo, besides the title wins, besides the moments, besides other stuff. I think this was a fantastic match. And I think both of these ladies been waiting to have this match for a long time because I remember doing Naomi's title reign. They had a Charlotte match. Now it ended without a result, but I think these two have wanted to have a program for so long because I believe truly that Charlotte. 100% adores and respects Naomi and would even throw down her title reign if it meant a Naomi title reign. I think she stands Naomi if I had to guess. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be hard. That'd be hard. I I mean, you could just have Asuka show up on SmackDown. I think that's automatic. But we don't know the status (laughs) of Asuka. 
That's good. Well, where the, where the fuck is Zia Lee at? Zia Lee was working the house show. She's she's not currently announced she's for gone, the Royal Rumble, man. but oh, she's not. She was working house shows, so. Okay. Well, she ain't working on house shows no more. I'm just saying that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't see her in a minute. I ain't see her in a minute. Um, I think she just went over the weekend, like Glen Falls or some shit. I, I've seen it. I hope but, so. um, well, I hope everything's all right. How about that? Let me say that first. I hope everything's all right with Zia Lee. And I hope we do eventually see her in the Royal Rumble. Because she wasn't even announced for the Royal Rumble, which was a thing that was announced in Charlotte Flair's promo. I didn't know Charlotte yeah. Flair's promo would be like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be regular Charlotte Flair promo. No, it had reveals, stakes. <laughs> yes. Big so let's things. Talk about these. They revealed a lot of the field for the Women's Royal Rumble. So you have uh, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash. Uh, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, along with the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, and Mickey James. Now, if you remember correctly, not too long ago, Mickey James got all of her shit put in the trash bag, which caused literally everyone to be fucking like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Uh, I think Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon came out and actually said that person's been fired. This should have never happened, et cetera, et cetera. And that was pretty much like a huge topic of conversation. We talked about it on the show at length. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really, really big issue. It seems to me, and, and according to reports, John Laurinaitis actually reached out to Mickey James to make this happen. And they actually teamed up with Scott Namor to make it happen. And there could be potentially more things coming out for Roy Rumble of people who uh, WWE is working with to, to get in this match. Come on, Forbidden Door. Come on. The one thing that AEW didn't do with the Forbidden Door, which is a great grievance upon them, was include women in this entire thing. Because when you have towns like Mickey James, um, you know, and everybody else that's featured on Impact, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, I guess Chelsea Green could still pitch things um, if that Forbidden Door ends up opening back to the WWE. Um, but Impact, their knockouts division is continues to be consistent for like the last 15 years. Um, WWE's women's division is also at an all-time high in terms of quality itself. Come on, AB, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 listen, Mickey James, ultimate bag getter. Get the Good bag. Good for her. Good for her. It's very, it's like actually kind of historical. This is something that I would equate to like Chris Jericho in 2018, 2019. Like that you're not necessarily held to one place. You're so, you built up enough stock and cachet among yourself where you can get bags everywhere that you go. You can be like, yo, I don't really want to sign a deal. I don't want to be held down for two, three years. I want to kind of do what I want to do, but I know what I can bring to your product as well. So, you know, shout out to Mickey James. Yeah. Shout out to Summer Rae. Uh, what are your thoughts on Summer Rae? Are you a Summer Rae fan? I think it's great that she's coming back, man. I think it's really, really cool. She hasn't been around for a while. She's actually like one of the one of the few, you know, former people who work there that have actually come out and, and done this. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what she's going to do. She picking up right where she left off, Feudal with Natty. I'm like, go. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> um, big, and then... Big fan. And then I think we also need a launch investigation for the doctor that cleared Nikki Bella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last I heard, she could not even be touched. Like when she was going into WrestleMania with John Cena, like when she got that diagnosis before, I don't think she even 
took a bump that entire match, and neither did Maurice, to that matter. Um, but yeah, we might need to figure that out because, like, I'm sure they're gonna want to run with that tag team titles. I'm sure we're gonna get that. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't. I hope. I. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get it too. Fuck. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about the men or you went to Raw? Because a lot of them got announced on Raw um, over the past couple of days. Nothing yet. Nothing really happened on SmackDown. Oh, how do you feel about Johnny Knoxville? He's in the Royal Rumble. I'm fucking. Listen, people are pissed. Jackass Forever comes out on the fourth or eighth or something of February. It's it it is what it is. Y'all got to stop. <laughs> like this is y'all wasn't mad at Drew Carey. Why are you mad at this? You say it could go to somebody, nigga. We're Royal Rumble. Mad at Drew Carey. <laughs> I feel like people looked at it like a comedy thing. It was, it was, it popped the arena every time he did it. In my opinion, I was never. He, (laughs) they were there promoting, I guess his also pay-per-view, which is like, I don't even know what it was like a live. Whose line is it anyway on pay-per-view? What the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then the only people who were mad were, I guess, were Chaz and D'Lo Brown who got taken out of the thing and Tiger Ali Singh. Huh? Oh, well, no, well, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a bag. It's a paramount bag. So Absolutely. I mean that's why he's there. That's why he's there. Um, I think he 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 will take the crazy bumps that they want him to take, and he's gonna he's gonna do it. So I'm I'm not too mad about it. Of course he joins Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, and Big E in the Men's Royal Rumble so far announced. I said the Monday Night Raw. Oh, actually, we had a, we had a um. We, that's not that's not it for SmackDown. <laughs> so oh, we had another not? fucking Usos, we had another Usos <laughs> New Day match <laughs> in the main event, <laughs> and uh, at the end you had you you had or before that you had Adam Pierce show up in Roman Reigns' office saying that he did pick his next opponent. Seth Rollins actually comes out and uh, he then he does the shield knock on the door. Oh, what's going on? Traffic. Good? Traffic. Yeah, man, the, the the city that never sleeps. Seth Rollins comes in, and Seth Rollins is set up and confirmed on Raw to be Roman Reigns' next challenger. We'll talk about that when we get over to Raw. Let's go to Raw. Title change, a new contender. A lot of shit happened this week on Monday Night Raw. Raw was insurmountably better than SmackDown to me this week. And 100%. Yes, I, used, I used the term insurmountably. There was like 12 people on SmackDown the entire show. Literally. Um, Raw was a lot more of a it was a lot more of an adventure a lot more highs and lows a lot more segments and playing off listen, they fleeced Smackdown I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face they fleeced them, all the best parts I'm not going to agree yet (laughs) all the best parts are there Um, but yeah, what are we talking about first? let's see, what can we talk about first? Uh, we we had Brock Lesnar again uh, showing up face to face with Bobby Lashley completely eviscerates him on the mic. I think they should not do mic stuff <laughs> between these two anymore. I feel like the mic thing with Bobby, because Bobby really just comes out in an expensive suit, looks at people and says he's going to beat them up. And I'm like, there's not really anything towards that. There's no story. There's no stakes. There's no emotion. If he's just going to say this, just tweet it. <laughs> But he seems they they have a lot of respect for one another. It's great having to see them. It looks like a clash of worlds, right? Like, yeah, Bobby Lashley looks like the the I, I said on Twitter. He looks like the villain in a Tyler Perry movie. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Brock looks like this big country, you know, affable. Hey, can, can I say that I feel like Bobby needs some veneers? Oh, because of that tooth thing? Yeah. I didn't know he was it's missing a tooth. Near, well, I think he's missing both sides. Near up, bro. When no, he opened no. his mouth, oh, 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 he looked like goddamn Jeezy. Remember when they thought Jeezy didn't have teeth? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Um, <laughs> you need. Why do you? Let's bring the gold tooth back. <laughs> In this whole. <laughs> let's bring the gold tooth back. Come on. Let's let's bring the oh. gold tooth back. Just one gold tooth, just in his mouth, like Mary J. Blige. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to Mary J. Blige. When 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 Brock said exactly, and the crowd, you don't want to do that in Philadelphia, man. Like it's just a, it's, you saw the potential to to, to really kind of undercut Bobby because he's not as good at, at, at promos as Paul is. And but I thought it was effective. The hurt business stuff is weird because they're kind of doing that all over again. And it's like, listen, y'all know y'all can't beat his ass, right? So stop yeah. trying. Yeah, they the need is to wrong do with something y'all? with that. They need to figure out whatever they're going to do with that. But yeah, I agree. They can't beat his it ass, was, so what are y'all really doing? Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Just cut cut that shit out, man. Like, move. Y'all some little ass boys. Move. So um, we got that going. That that's that seems to be full speed. We had the uh, rated, we had, we had RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. Really solid match. Really loved Randy kind of saying, hey, like, tag me in, you know, trying to coach Riddle still. And then they have the match and they lose the titles. And Randy is, in fact, the one who takes the pinfall here. Um, Damn shame. I've been predicting Randy versus Riddle for for Mania. I think this is how you get there. You can't have two. There was another big tag team turn here, so I get why they didn't do it tonight. But what do you feel about them losing the titles here? I don't think... uh... In terms of Randy versus Riddle, I feel like I'm over the because we get them so frequently. Hell, we got it tonight. <laughs> then the tag team broke up, and now they're probably going to have a match later down the line. I don't really want. I kind of want to see the story veer in a different way. But them losing the tag team championships, first of all, losing to Otis is just they really trying. They still don't trying with this man, right? I guess so. Um, I feel like Otis is light years better than what they they've given him something. And he in a tag I think, team, baby, he in his natural element. No. Well, well, that, and I feel like the you know he can't be RKO'd is actually a funny and really cool thing to have for him. Is that he can't be RKO'd? I, I think that that, that was neck. like, or yeah, or or just the idea that Chad has been watching tape. Like you know, he was tweeting like I've been watching game tape. I've been watching tape of you know how people have avoided it. Like I think that's actually really interesting and cool, and I, I'm glad that they've carried that over. I, I honestly think they've done really good with Alpha Academy in the past couple of weeks. Like they've they've looked like threats, and um they've had a direction also. So for them to win it, I think it's, it's the right. It was the right move. It's the right choice. I think it was mm-hmm. a really good to do it on TV because you, you rarely get title changes on TV. We usually kind of see them, and they're like, oh, it's not going to happen. Just like a couple weeks ago, we got Beth versus Liv, and we were like, there's no way, right? So right. like this was a, a this was a shocking thing to happen on the show. And uh, I, I do think we get a rematch. I, I really think we get Randy Riddle down the road. I, I'm, I'm with you. I agree that I think that they – I would rather them like kind of amicably go their own way, but it mm-hmm. just seems like that's where they're going to go here. I could see them like – if they like – 
I don't know if there's a tournament or like maybe elimination chamber or something along those lines, but I don't want to see them like break up. I don't want to see them do what Nikki and Rhea just did. Um, yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't know. I'm just the, 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 the standard tag team breaks up and we're on the road to WrestleMania thing has been done maybe too many times for my liking. Just maybe I, it could just be me. Um, but I'm sure they're going to have a fire match nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, very, very interesting that they lost the tag team titles on Monday Night Raw, especially to kick off Monday Night Raw. Um, but yeah, but lots more stuff happened on Monday Night Raw, man. Like, Yeah, a lot, a lot more stuff happened. Uh, we, we had... Uh, let's get into that breakup then. Okay. That breakup was weird. Between Nikki AS- <laughs> Do you think it was weird? Or did you expect it to be the other way around? And they swerved No, us? I didn't expect it to be the other way around because I think Nikki was the one she was the one who was kind of like um what's the word uh insecure regarding her lack of yeah. wins and Rhea's wins and stuff like that so i did expect actually nikki to turn on her um but it's just so interesting because literally like they were the only other tag team left <laughs> <laughs> and they break up every tag team like everyone and you know what i get it it's it's mania season we got plans for Rhea. we got big plans you don't need no tag teams only big yeah. plans um so let's I, I get the turn in it. i thought the turn in itself i'm glad they did it in ring i thought Rhea came off kind of natural uh and i i thought that nikki was really good I didn't see too much of the, you know, I watch it later, so I didn't see too much of what the thought was on the timeline when it happened. I don't think people uh, cared. Maybe. But okay, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, another so, tag team breaks up. Yeah, like so. I mean, again, I, I was worried that people would be like, well, she could, she could have draw so much money. I was like, well, let's change it up. I think Nikki, to honestly, the sales had had gone out of her run in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. If, I just don't know if they know how to book that type of character for an audience today. <laughs> and I think that that falls on kind of creative, not giving her anything, but also Charlotte coming back right when she won the title. <laughs> it was definitely something that they were like, we got to put the, t- the title back on Charlotte. I think Rhea has been kind of di- like latched onto her for so long. And she's this was clearly always part the- of the plan. I feel like this was always part of the plan for Rhea because I think it was let's get her out of the title scene, but let's still have her in something somewhat moderately significant. Let's continue to tread this water. And when we're ready for her to be back in the mix, we'll pull her back out. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. I think, um, I, I think that it, it, it's, it was fine for her to be there, but she's clearly the hottest act in the, in the group. And she's still, even in the tag team has not, not gotten heavy reactions. And I thought that the crowd reacted in general, like the right way when Nikki actually did attack her. So I think that again, you're coming out of here with Rhea as a major baby face and it's working. So let's change Nikki's whole attire. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's change what she looks like. Let's see what, how she does as a heel. Isn't it? Isn't don't you feel like Raw's a little too heel heavy, especially with Alexa coming back? I don't know. I honestly, I mean, yeah, I think they're the most bombastic personalities. If you want to, if you want me to say that, um, yeah, they are definitely very heel heavy. But they need a lot. I think they need. You know, Randy Orton is probably he's probably the top face on the show, right? Orton? Yeah. 
it's it's probably it's Orton. I would say Orton E Riddle. The, the some combination of those three on the men's side. Yeah, I would say in that. Uh, yeah, but I I think no doubt the most popular man on the row and on the roster is Randy Orton. But you don't really want to see him back in the title picture. I think we need a lot more popular faces on the show. I definitely do think we need that. Also, Edge is very popular, I guess, as well. Um, speaking of Edge. Yeah. The I thought couple. this segment was I thought this was such a good, such a good segment. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I know I'm going to agree, of course. <laughs> no, I, I really did think I was, I was sitting there watching. I was like, man, do you know why I love it? Because Edge always wanted to do this with his wife. And mm-hmm. when it started to make sense to me, at first I was like Miz, and then when it, when it started bringing in Maurice into it, I was like, oh, I get it. And I said, oh, but this is, these are the only two people that make sense to have this type of match against and this type of program against. Edge just literally worshiping his wife is such a such a, a sh- like fifteen years ago is that this is a different conversation. You know, what I'm saying oh, yeah. <laughs> that we're having about oh, yeah. Edge and a woman oh, on yeah. TV. I, I just I love to see him happy, man. I I love to see it. Listen. And I love the part that Maurice walks away from this. It's so very, it's so <laughs> non-wrestler-esque. You know what I'm saying? Like the bombast personality of being a heel is like, yo, we can beat you at any time, any place. And, you know, whether it be, you know, straightforward or not. But to fact to say like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And she just kind of like walks away. And the Miz is kind of have to like, yo, what's... I think that's a very interesting wrinkle to this entire thing as well. I think naturally we would yeah. see Maurice also insult Beth for her hair or something along those lines. Um, but her walking away is a nice change of pace because now it forces them to develop. Like, how do we get her in this ring and how do we have her do what she's got to do? Yeah, I uh, I loved it. I really did like it. If you if you get a chance, check out the segment where he just talks about and and just literally serenades Beth. With Shits so on much, Philly uh, too. Say if I were Ben Simmons, I would have also left for thirty three million dollars. He says I stand with Ben Simmons. I said too easy. <laughs> I said Way this too, easy. too easy. <laughs> um, Biggie, Seth Rollins. Were people pissed off about this? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to he's he's in the world championship match. So it's not like I when I saw the match come, first of all, it was a fantastic match. When Seth Rollins has his working boots on, he is working. Yeah. Um and I think Big E it's himself, you know, there's been a lot of talk regarding Big E's championship reign and all this other stuff like that. And he's even came out and said um just recently, um, I think he expected a lot more not necessarily from the brass, but he expected his reign to be a little bit more, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So now he's trying to look forward to maybe what that next reign is going to be. I think we need to look forward to what, how does Big E bounce back? And how does he reinvent himself in a way? Because I do think there needs to be a little bit of reinvention. I think the model of Big E has kind of ran its course a little bit. Right. And I think that we need something, especially, I mean, we were talking about this like a year ago in terms of when they split them up. And it's like, I think they need to be something different with E. Um, I think the current model B has definitely ran its course. I think he can still be, he can still represent all the things that he wants to represent, but he can also have a new character or a new wrinkle within him to be able to do that as well. Um, yeah. 
I think, yeah, I think Big E just needs he just needs something different. But in this chance, it's like, yo, Seth Rollins is facing Roman Reigns for a universal title at Royal Rumble. He's taking that L. He just is. Yeah, you got you gotta take that. It just is what it is. Like yeah. it's the same type of parody that they would do if it was Seth versus AJ. You know, it, it ain't different. Like the thing is, is that we want it to be so equal that we're still getting the opportunities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's still in that, in that like you was Seth beating a former WWE champion is the path that he needs to take to get to Brock. I'm sorry. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. <laughs> that, that's Roman. just the, that's the story. Yeah. That's, that's the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a great match though. Definitely go out of your way to see that one as well. Damn. A lot of shit happened on raw. Um, skipping that 24 seven bullshit. Grayson Waller. Them cheesesteaks look ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" And fucking Dana Brooke, I hate her so much. Oh man, I was waiting to try these. I was like, "I hate you so much." I do. I just well, do. She, she reads off her lines like it's like twenty. It's like two thousand six. She's a she voice reads them like they're the best lines. Just ad lib it. You're saying you, you want to taste the thing. Why are you practiced? Why did you practice this? <laughs> like you're like, oh, I hate her so damn much. <laughs> um. AJ Styles is facing uh, Austin Theory. Where's Finn? I guess he's still in PTO. But um, yeah. Oh, look at this! My Uber Eats orders come in, and they're coming upstairs. There you go. There you go. Uh, so Grayson Waller comes out. It's it's seeming more and more increasingly clear that AJ is moving on from from this show. Is it? He's in the Rumble. I mean, he can be in the Royal Rumble. There's going to be NXT people there too. They still need him for that. I think he's going to be. I think it's still going to be full-time NXT. It's clear. Oh, I mean, that would be That's an interesting I thing. I mean, he's got a match on NXT tonight, if you're listening to this on Patreon, or last night, if you're not, not paying the five, patreon.com backslash the H-O-R-N-C, um, or 10, or 15, or 20, or 50. Oh, my God. Um, they, just, they just posted They posted who's going to be on the AEW album. <laughs> Read it off. I need this. Nah, nah, nah. Shout, shout out Mega Ran. Shout out, uh, shout out Josiah. <laughs> Aww. But don't, I, hey, y'all, don't get roped into some bullshit, man. Listen, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Why Sunny Kiss on this album, man? Don't get roped into no BS, man. Yo. <laughs> Come on, man. No, don't I need get, to see this you. list. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Look at our Discord. I love y'all, man. But like, don't get roped in, man. Don't get roped into the BS, man. Shout Listen out Mega up. Rand. Shout out, shout out Josiah, man. God bless. God bless. God bless. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. They outsource yeah, Black the people bag. to get this thing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let me shut up. Um, <laughs> okay, let's 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 talk about. Um, hold on. Let me, you talk bliss. about this. I gotta go get my food from the front door. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has returned, quote unquote. She's doing the the, the psych, psychology thing. How come they love doing psychology stuff with, with WWE? Like that therapy is not a game, man. No, don't play with therapy. She comes back. He asks her a question, and he he says, you know, what where are you at? Like, what place are you at in life? Goes back to when Lily got ripped up way back when last year, and she pretty much trashes the office. So it seems as though Alexa will be kind of floating in these vignettes for the next couple of weeks. There was actually no Veer vignette. I'm going to bring that up when Meals comes back this week. So it seems like bring it up now. He's not food. I'm happy. Okay. Where is Veer? Alexa's coming. Where is Veer? I don't give a damn about no damn Veer. Who cares? (laughs) I ain't give a damn about (laughs) Veer in the first place. He's lucky. Uh, He should have went with Shanky. That's what his ass should have went with. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shaky can't even get on the show. Yo, hit Rogan released that that curry beef freestyle ruined their whole momentum, bro. Listen, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about how Hit Row not only got them Hit Row was also let go, but then ruined the subsequent <laughs> TV time of Jinder Mahal and Shanky. So, hey. Good job, listen. y'all. Good job, yeah, man. Listen. Uh, triple threat time. Rap is da- rap can be dangerous. I'm just saying. Well, before we get to the main event, how do you feel about the Alexa Bliss thing? Just wait, wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. I really, honestly, I didn't even pay attention. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even, I, I don't care. I don't care. Just bring her back. Triple threat time. Dewdrop versus Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan. Solid match. Went, went about four commercial breaks, too. This is probably, I think Not it's Quan the longest said. match. Dewdrop. Not Quan said he needs Sunny Kiss on the Material Girl remix. <laughs> He's wilding. Uh... <laughs> Is this, is, this, is this the longest match that like Dewdrop has had in this on this brand so far? Definitely yes. the longest I've seen her. First of all, first of all, let me let me. I, I have to say this because I really do want to give her attention. Her name is Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. Her name is Dewdrop. That is the name. That she has to wrestle with, that she's undoubtedly going to be the most popular with, that's going to stay with her for the rest of her career in the WWE, more than likely. Her name is Dewdrop. How she has been able to excel in the last six months with a name like Dewdrop is a testament to how good she really is. Mm-hmm. She was introduced with Eva Marie. Eva Marie is one of the worst wrestlers probably in the last decade to ever step foot in WWE. <laughs> She's a heat magnet, but even the heat itself was a little bit weird when she came back. It wasn't all right, to be honest with you. But she persevered. She was then in... I guess she transitioned from that to the Bianca feud. And no, she, she was uh, Queen of the Ring. Queen of the Ring. Oh, yes, Queen of the Ring. Queen of the Ring. She oh, lost that in the final. Queen of the Ring, Queen, Queen's final, Queen's crown. She lost she that to, in the final. She went to Saudi Arabia, though. I'm she sorry. went to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. She went to Saudi Arabia, though. But she lost in the finals. Still an incredible showing. She transitions to that feud with Bianca Belair. Hits that mat every single time. <laughs> She's in the ring. because it's, it's Bianca Belair. I'm sorry. It's just the way it goes. But she looks damn good doing it. Right. So January 10th, triple threat match in the main event of Monday Night Raw. Number one contender match to see who face Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. I low-key oh expected Liv to win again. I'm not even going to front. Yeah. I expected Liv to win. I expected there to be a stipulation announced, et cetera, et cetera. Dewdrop wins. Major shout out to Dewdrop for persevering. For just persevering so damn long and being so damn good that they couldn't ignore you. Yeah. It it just goes to show. Cream rise to the top. I I see I I see women's championship in her future. I'm not even capping when I say it. It might be easier for her to go to SmackDown to do it right now. 
but I see it in her future. I thought that she excelled in this match. She she carried a lot of it. Let's be clear. Like a lot of them were basing off of her because she was, you know, she's the biggest person in the match. Um, I thought the way it was set up, having Becky come out was great. The agenda has continued with Becky being afraid of Bianca. Let's be clear and 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 kind of helping out into into that into that finish. Um, Liv, it was a good run. Get your ass to the back of the line. See you later. But I gotta also commend Raw for giving us a mix of women in multiple programs doing multiple different things. Mm-hmm. Now, as inter- what, as interesting as it is to see two heels like Do Drop and Becky face off at, at Royal Rumble, you still mm-hmm. have your base heel versus face roles with Rhea and Nikki Ash. You still have Dana Brooke working with the men, working with women as well. Um, you, you have a lot of stuff going on, you know, at least at the very least in the bottom, middle and top of the card there. And Raw's really they're, they're working on a lot of cylinders here in terms of just w- what they're doing with the women. I think Do Drop and Becky is going to be a banger, dude. Like, this is going to be great. This is this is I would have never if you would have told me in a couple like a year ago, Piper Nevin, Do Drop, whatever it was going to be in this in this role, the Royal Rumble. I would have mm-hmm. fucking been like tripping. She skipped NXT UK. She she skipped NXT altogether. She didn't even go. She didn't get released. By all stretch of imagination, I think if she went to NXT at some point earlier in the thing, she might have been released. Would have been a wrap. Actually, they don't release a lot of the women. I'm gonna be let's like they let's be clear. They don't release a lot of the women. In I feel Unless I don't know. Was, it's, it's just like a. I don't know. I just have a hunch. I'm not saying that they're gonna. They would have done it, but it's just like I don't know. It just being in that group itself puts you on the target. Like not really a lot of NXT UK people got released, but I feel like I don't even know how their contracts are actually like set up. To be honest with you, um, yeah. But she but made they, it. it was good. It was good. yeah, it was a good match. Um, that I want to give knock my socks off. Oh my god! <laughs> Shout, out Shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Carlos. Like she think this is two K. <laughs> that's how that's how Cyrus would have kicked would have would have would have broke up the pen in two K. <laughs> oh my god! Shout oh man! So listen, man, I thought it was a really solid raw, bro. <laughs> really good, yeah. I didn't regret it. And and going into Royal Rumble, uh, we have now with both Royal Rumble matches, we got Brock versus Bobby. Uh, we got Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. We got Edge and, and Beth Phoenix versus Miz Maurice. And we got Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. That's a card, brother. That's a card. Just get a little bit of everything, strong, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a strong-ass card going into it. So it's looking good. I think if they was to just stop here, it'd be fine. I don't know if, if – well, Charlotte's in the Royal Rumble, which is smart, by the way, because she has no challengers anymore. <laughs> Shit. SmackDown roster looking dilapidated. Yo, just call him yes. up. Come on, stop playing. Stop playing. Call him up. I know. Call WWE, yo up. Stop. Call Raquel up. Call yeah. him up. Stop playing. Call him up. Stop playing. It's stop playing. Yeah. Stop fucking with us. But yes, that was the week in wrestling. Uh, I think next week we're going to talk more about this mixtape. I'm seeing a lot of reactions from it. Let's 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 make that a topic we talk about next week. Mm. Um, yeah. mm. So, thank you guys. For listening and the patrons, thank you guys for, for checking us out. If you don't have our Patreon, please check us out. Five dollars, all it takes. Get extra shows. Get shows for uh, get shows early. Also, uh, you also have the war report coming out end of the week with Cyrus and Quan. 
They're going to be talking about all manner of uh, AEW things and NXT things coming out. Pretty big sh- uh, episode of NXT coming up tonight, too. Uh, but yeah, we're going to see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. For Meals, I'm Justin. Please stay safe. and We'll see you next week.